New York Artists Collective. And welcome to the New York Artist Collective podcast. This next one's about. If you haven't joined us before, this is a podcast where we interview an artist to discuss the creative songwriting process behind one of their songs. I'm your host, Stephanie Manns, singer songwriter and one of the New York Artist Collective producers. Today's guest is Treya Lam, multi instrumentalist and singer songwriter from right here in New York City. Treya has just released her debut album, Good News, created entirely by women, and she is currently part of the working group of artists at Joe's Pub right here in New York. Treya is here to talk to us about about her song, Still Here. Trey Lam, hello and welcome to my glorious studio. Great to be here, thank you. (laughs) I think you came across my radar a few years ago at Joe's Pub. Mm -hmm. Um, You were opening up for the Women of Letters show. No, it's it's wonderful, I thoroughly enjoyed it and it was always fun to come and watch you perform. So I'm delighted that we get to have you as part of the New York Artist Collective community. I'm excited. Welcome to the fold. So before we get into more about you, um, which I'm very keen to do, um, let's talk about your song, Still Here. So that that is from your latest album. Correct. So what we like to do with this is, you know, this is this next one's about this podcast. So we like to talk about the song, how you wrote it, how it came to be. Where, where did the inspiration come from? Yeah, Still Here is the oldest song that I wrote on uh, the record Good News that I just put out. I think I wrote it in 2009 or 2010. So it's it's one of the oldest that I still play. I think sometimes songs are written in a certain context and then after a period of time, you come back to it with a different perspective and it has a different meaning for you. Um, but I wrote it all in one sitting. Uh, one afternoon in the fall, sometime in September, a group of friends and I went to some lake in Pennsylvania. I snuck out, I snuck away from everyone uh, with my guitar for a couple hours. Around the time, I was pretty fresh to the city, but already not particularly loving the lack of nature. And I was also at a point in my life where I was obsessed with the uh, four classical elements and I wanted to incorporate an element of water, fire, earth and air into as many songs as I could. And this was like one of the first songs where I did that. So it starts off with like, uh, the sun burns the leaves to a fiery red, the water escapes to claim its place in the heavens above, but we're down here below, watching the wind, wondering where does it go. And that was really just like a, I was trying to fulfill this mental exercise of like, how can I incorporate Mm -hmm. my settings, my present environment, and the elements in, in a verse. That came out, and I think the rest of the song just flowed out. You know, there, there are these songs that you, toil over and there are like the rare gems that you are so lucky to catch in the moment Um, and that was one of them. I feel like in my life there's just been an eternal pursuit of a feeling of belonging and um, I think that translates in, in a lot of what I write. Well let's take a listen to the song. Sure. The sun burns the leaves 
to a fiery rain the water escapes to claim its place in the heavens above but we're down here below watching the wind wondering where does it go That was Trey Lamb, 
and still here from your album Good News. And that was produced by Khaki King. Correct. Correct. And now I, I want to highlight this because it was it was brought to my attention. So you, this was a, an all female production. Yes. In terms of your album. Yes, it was, and it wasn't it wasn't the intention to do that right off the bat. I was introduced to Khaki, actually, through Trish Nelson, who produces Women of Letters. We met after Khaki spoke at Women of Letters. And at that time, I remember sitting in the audience, realizing that what I needed next in my path was a producer. And Khaki's on stage. And one of the things that she mentions is the fears that come with stepping into a new path for her creatively. Because she's a composer, she's a guitarist, songwriter as well. And so she mentioned on stage that she wants to produce. And so... Uh, that night we met, we had some exchanges through email, and then uh, a few months later we started working on this album. And it really just started off with hiring like the best musicians in our circles that were available. And it happened to be that the bass player that we got was Cat Popper, and she's she's just an incredible musician, and um, so lucky to have her. The people that I brought in, everyone that I brought in, it wasn't because they were female. Um, it was mostly because of, I think, their sensitivity uh, and their musicality. And by the time we got uh, to the mixing process, uh, Khaki brought in her friend Aaron Tonkin, who is becoming like a titan in like the engineering uh, audio world. She like worked on. David Bowie's last record and was meant being mentored by Tony Visconti um, up until that point everyone was female identifying and it just made sense to finish it off that way so we got Sarah Register in to master it and um, yeah every last step the photographer the graphic designer the PR team so it's interesting it wasn't necessarily our intention at the start but did it become an intention midway through yeah it, it was, and honestly, like, the energy of women being in a room just felt so natural and so easy. There was this collective effort of just trying to make a good record. I don't think there were egos involved. I don't think there was no feeling of competition. Everyone that came in was just excited to be a part of it and... Lift each other up. Yeah, it was incredible to, to be around so it wasn't my intention initially, but I think I will probably move, continue to move forward in that direction, primarily because women are so grossly underrepresented in in this industry. And I, I feel like as artists, you know, we can we can talk about the world that we want to create. But when it comes down to the action, I think we should be leading through example and like who we hire and put our money where our mouth is how do you feel in terms of being represented I'm a pretty I can be pretty introverted so I, I don't I don't really know anyone else who's like me who share different intersections of their identity like being queer being adopted being Asian American in the in the folk or the chamber folk world mm-hmm. uh, it, it can be a little it can feel a little isolating sometimes um, but I do also recognize that 
the people that I do have in my circles and who I've gotten to know, the, the women that I've come across in, in the last year or so uh, that I've been able to play with, it's, it's been a really nurturing. There's, there's been something that I've been thinking of recently in terms of the way that artists support themselves, the way that an audience supports artists, the way that we're able to make a living. I think this is something that I'm, I'm thinking about quite a lot and that's something I'm definitely discussing with a lot of people. I don't mean to um, labour on the topic, sure. um, but how do you feel about that in terms of the industry and, and how it's working or not working and how it's working for you? I think it would maybe feel like I was being ungrateful to say that I sometimes don't feel supported here because it's definitely not true. I'm supported in many ways with like the relationships that I have, but there, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like it really just so much of the business side feels like a struggle. Like I I probably spend like 90% of the time allocated to furthering my like musical path. Like on emails, on learning how to manage my social media and like keeping up with the algorithms, um, learning how to like the process of like creating visual content and like even getting to the point of learning that like recording something and releasing an audio track doesn't, I don't know. I mean, I, I've... It doesn't necessarily equal... I, I, sorry, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. are, you, are you trying to say that the amount of effort that you put in, you're not entirely sure what that's going to equal. For all of the effort that you're putting in, you're not sure where it's going to come out. Yeah, and I think that's that's probably my own fault in that like I'm not really taking a linear path. Like There are many interests that I have musically um, outside of just songwriting and making an album and touring that like I, I've been working on this musical for like the last couple like the last year or so and I worked on like a film scoring project and you know so part of it is also because like I am moving in a lot of different directions I think I wish that more people would check in on me and and just instead of just seeing like oh my gosh like these things look great like you your Instagram looks so great or like your these songs have hit like however many plays on Spotify like you must be doing so great I don't need to ask like how your day-to-day is going that what what you just said you know I I really wish sometimes people would check in on me I think that was really powerful it's very vulnerable yeah um like it just switched me on for a second there because sometimes we don't ask for what we need yeah um and that not as, as that being necessarily a call to action but you know I think it very much highlights that that difference in perspective of social media versus you know in terms of what we are trying to portray because we are creating a brand mm-hmm. but at the same time we are people underneath that brand and it's not always the same thing yeah so thank you for sharing that I think that was yeah it was powerful yeah I th- yeah I think social media is the devil yeah <laughs> words out of my mouth I mean you know it there are of course benefits in terms of like okay you can have a wider reach but and I've been able to connect and find people who would otherwise not know my music 
like I have strangers not yeah I have people coming to my shows that I don't know personally purely because they've seen posts on Instagram so that feels a little bit more manageable to like get the message out on on one or multiple platforms rather than like texting and calling friends every time I have to play a show it's just like you put it in one place and hopefully if it's good people will come but it's just so oversaturated and you know the the way things work with that is like if you look at your insights and I've stopped doing that but people generally tend to respond to like pictures of your up close smiling face mm-hmm. which I do not do those photos willingly and um yeah I don't know I I tend to I think I don't know people if I'm not in a good place mentally like I have no space to 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 give to um Instagram I think in terms of social media I feel like we are being asked to give so much of ourselves up close and personal, mm-hmm. you know, just for a like, for a follow, for some, you know, tiny little bit of, and I don't want to call it validation because I, 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 for some people it is validating, but for us it's more, in, in, a, in order for us to be recognised as legitimate, mm-hmm. in order for us to be recognised as legitimate and get shows, um, Sometimes it's it's not about how good you are. It's about the quantity or the volume of people that follow you, or the likes that you get on something. And for me, that delegitimizes the industry, yeah. which is unfortunate. You know, it's not about merit anymore for a lot of people, and it's about how many people you can bring or how many likes you can get or or your your following, your reach. And it's a shame that it's going in that direction. But I think as artists, we continue because we have this faith that. Well, one, I th- sorry, we have a passion mm-hmm. for what we do, and, and secondly, I think we have a faith, and I hope that, we, not necessarily that we will succeed, but you know, we really believe in our friends and the artists that we are around, and we want them to succeed in a way, because I think, you know, we, I certainly feel, not necessarily that my success is tied to their success, but I feel happy. I'm so delighted when I see them doing well, because I have, like, that faith that I have is, is validated um, in some way. I've always enjoyed seeing a musician come up and then also realizing that like people in their circle are like simultaneously coming up as well. I think it's really challenging. It's not impossible, but it's really challenging to maintain those relationships in the city simply because everybody's fighting to be here and chasing after the next step. What we were saying in terms of people being around each other and supporting one another, I do feel that there has, I feel like I'm now sort of seeing this sort of sea change in terms of, certainly with women. Mm. I'm seeing women in New York really kind of coming together um, and supporting one another. And I think it's it's amazing to see. Um, and I, you know, I think that it's, it's definitely something that we need. And I, I don't know whether it's because we are recognizing how marginalized we are in the industry or for for some other reason you know we're seeing all of these movements going on and we're pulling together and we're not we're a bit we're a bit fed up of how things are um i don't know what the reason is but i'm delighted yeah and it's so great to see everyone doing so well um 
it's also so great to see you doing so well. I'm seeing you. I have seen you go from strength to strength since I saw you perform. Gosh, I think it was two, three, three or four years ago. I think at Joe's Pub. Um, so that's wonderful, and I loved. I, I'm really interested to see what you do next in terms of staying in New York, moving where that might go. And I don't want you to spoil the surprise for me. Um, but you know, I know that you you were involved with a number of things, and you're playing at Carnegie Hall soon. Yeah, I'm singing at uh, Carnegie Hall with uh, members of the Resistance Revival Chorus. It's part of a night curated by the founder of City Winery doing a collection of songs from Van Morrison. And tell me about the um, Resistance Revival Chorus, what, how they started. Yeah, so they, uh, the chorus was founded originally by, by leading members of the Women's March, and um, it's evolved to become uh, a place where artists and activists, all women, come together to support each other in space. I mean, this kind of negates what I was saying about being lonely because I am really fortunate to be a part of this group of women. It's actually been sort of life-changing, but I think the group is so big that sometimes when I'm there, I'm just so overwhelmed and overstimulated that I'm just like quiet in the corner. So March 23rd you are performing with the New York Artists Collective in a round. Have you ever performed in a round before? I have. Yeah, I used to run something called the Songbird Salon. A cool way to spend time with other songwriters and share how things were created. And Wonderful. Well, you'll be an old hand. You'll know exactly what you're doing. You can lead the other, the other gentleman. We're very excited to have you. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing. I very much appreciate your, your honesty, your vulnerability. Um, I look forward to seeing that on stage. And whatever else life has to bring for Trail Am, I'm very excited for you. And I'm very grateful that, you know, our paths have come together after, you know, a number of years and we we're able to do something. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me and thank you for putting this together. It's going to be a great night. Awesome. Trail Am, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks. The very lovely Treya Lam. You can find out all about Treya from her website, treyamakesmusic.com. And of course, Treya is playing uh, an NYC show with us on March 23rd at Rockwood Music Hall at 6 o'clock, stage three, alongside Phil Pickens and Eli Lev. If you haven't checked out their episodes, please do so. They are uh, on the Apple Podcast app on Spotify. We are also on Radio Public and I believe Stitcher and TuneIn. We're, we're everywhere. Um, and also, you can check us out on newyorkartistcollective.com and you can buy tickets from the website there. I'm Stephanie Manns. Thanks for listening. See you next time. New York Artist Collective.